2: welcome back to white ladies in crisis it's a podcast dedicated to women losing their marbles we are talking about physical season 2 episode 9 the pen ultimate episode don't you want to get better i am joe lipset and i am joined as always by gina radcliffe hello as well as jen adams hello and Jen, I want to start with you because <laughs> I feel like this is a very you episode
0: i think <laughs> I think you're right about that. yeah, I messaged you both earlier this this episode broke me like I loved every second of this episode. I feel like this is kind of the journey that I've been wanting for Sheila, and I really appreciate how real this
2: depiction
0: mm. of recovery feels, you know I mean it's it's Idealize slightly like not everybody that goes to recovery gets to go on like a fantastic like California orange
2: <laughs> orchard
0: you know but right but like the feelings of what it's like and like yeah like the moment where she says welcome to recovery it sucks here like I just mm. burst into tears at that moment like this hit really close to home to me and I feel like this is what I this is where I want the show to be going. You know, like you said in the last episode you appreciate when shows let the characters say what they need to say mm-hmm. and I agree and I feel like this is Sheila's version of that. She's not necessarily saying what she needs to say, but she's dealing with what she needs to deal with. Like I don't necessarily want an entire third season of seeing her still battle these same demons, you know, like Mm -hmm. I appreciate that she is moving forward with her recovery, whether or not she backslides. This is, this is like positive growth for the show.
1: Right.
2: Right. What do you think, Gina? Oh,
1: I I thought this, I thought this was great. I'm glad that it was a John Bream free episode. (laughs) Right. In fact, like the supporting characters, like Danny shows up for a couple of minutes Mm -hmm. Yeah, Greta shows up for a couple of minutes, but this is a Mm -hmm. very Sheila centric episode. Mm -hmm.
2: Right? Like, we've been praising the show in the last maybe three or four episodes for figuring out how best to balance its multitude of characters. But you're right, this is a very Sheila centric episode, but I think it's necessary, like it's Mm -hmm. very much by design.
0: Yeah, because if we think about her internal monologue as another character on the show, Ooh, boy. then this is like her wrestling. This is like one of those pairings we were talking about in the last episode. You know, this is mm-hmm. her like wrestling with that. And we actually see her talk to this this person in her head also, which I found really moving too.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad it wasn't treated as like... I know that we sometimes do it in things like superhero films or films that are explicitly dealing with mental illness, but like we try to do a visual manifestation of it. Like you look in the mirror, there's your alternative self talking back to you. I'm really happy that we just had it. Same old, really horrible inner monologue going off as usual but this time sheila is actually trying to fight back Mm -hmm.
1: yeah right because because when when you have that inner voice you're not actually looking in the mirror and seeing some sort of other other (laughs) self it really is Mm -hmm. just a it's nagging voice in your head
2: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and oh boy that voice is going into overdrive in the first half of this episode isn't it
1: Mm -hmm. yeah she's she's back to whereas you for the 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 better part of this season she's almost entirely directed it at herself now Mm -hmm. she's back to old sheila just throwing out those insults left and right yeah
0: And it feels like a flail. Like, it feels like this voice is just grasping at every possible thing she mm-hmm. can think of to throw, to become negative about. Because I feel like she recognizes that she's on the verge of going away, you know? And she's like, no, you need me, you need me. And the moment where she's saying that, like, you still need me, your life will fall apart. And then she just dives in the pool and it stops.
2: Mm. I loved that
0: moment, too. There were so many moments in this episode that I that I cried in and that I was like, <laughs> Yes! Like, I feel like for a depiction of recovery, this was very well done.
2: How did you feel about how time was depicted as passing? So, uh, we learn that Sheila has been here for about two weeks, but we keep seeing this repeated motif of her crossing or Xing off the days on the calendar until the point where she just takes the calendar off the wall.
0: I loved it. And I was also really happy that we skipped through the first week or so of that because I don't need to see like, like the characters like you just took a big shit on the floor. I didn't need to see a week or an entire episode of her faking her way through this. Like, I love Mm -hmm. where they started this. It, It just felt like one day at a time. It's like I got through this day and then the next day and I don't know how many more days It's going to be, but this is where I am. And, you know, and the taking the calendar off the wall thing, I think, is when she kind of internalizes that it's not about getting through a certain number of days anymore. Mm -hmm. It is about, like, this becoming a change. Like, this is the new life, you know?
2: Right.
1: Hopefully. (laughs) Yeah, I I would hate to see her, although it is... Later in the episode, it, her counselor talks about backsliding. And mm-hmm. I I really hope that Sheila can, you know, be in a better place now. Although that's not always the case. A lot of times it takes several attempts. And this is the first mm-hmm. time she's ever seriously addressed her problem. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
0: I loved that scene, though. I feel like it was so... One important, just like for people that have been through recovery or are contemplating some kind of recovery to see that and to see that people relapse and it's okay and it doesn't mean it's the end of the world. But I feel Mm -hmm. like that scene gives Sheila permission to keep going and to try to be a leader, you know, because nobody is going to be perfect. And I don't think anybody is going to be looking at Sheila to be, per- I don't think anybody I care about is going to be
2: looking at <laughs> Sheila <laughs>
0: to be perfect. You know, like she is going to make mistakes, but I think the effort is what counts. And now she is actually making the effort and seeing that the the counselor is making that effort too. And when she just says, "Yeah, I'm disappointed," and then they just mm. move on, you know, that's because that's life, you know.
2: So let, let's let talk about Luann, the counselor, who is played by the wonderful Allison Wright. I know her from the Americans forever <gasps> in my heart, Martha.
0: That's who she is. Oh my gosh, I love Martha. Yes. I knew I recognized her.
2: Yeah, you're like, I recognize the face, but I just can't put it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I know I love you, but yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so what do we think of Luann as a kind of... I don't know. I don't want to say she's a personality, because I feel like that's who Harriet, the, uh, the more combative woman in the group, is. But mm-hmm. Luann is an interesting figure because she is obviously very aware. Like, you get the sense that she has been Sheila, and she mm-hmm. has now come out the other side. And I do love that moment of failure, but I want to put that piece aside and just talk about Luann as this person who seemingly is in control of this group.
1: Yeah, I mean, she it comes off as very sort of hippy dippy, you know. (laughs) Try Mm -hmm. you try meditation, which meditation isn't going to work for Sheila. (laughs) Oh no, yeah, yeah. But meditation isn't going to work for Sheila because her mind is. I mean, believe me, I have tried. Mm -hmm. And if you've got the kind of if you've got a mind that's constantly racing Mm -hmm. and constantly telling you this is stupid, this isn't going to work. Like meditation is not for you. Like some people just cannot. Clear their minds in the way that's necessary for meditation to work. And mm-hmm. I think I think trying a you know one size fits all approach to how she's treating her patients, clients, whatever you want to call them. It's not going to work uh, because different people have different needs and different ways that they can recover from things.
2: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, like I don't, bl- I don't blame Sheila for thinking that that thing with the oranges was stupid. It oh was kind of that thing with the oranges. Stupid, <laughs> I know. Yeah, it, it was to you know just shove the whole you know segment se- orange segment in your mouth. And I'm just but like, Come don't on, man. I, I yeah, yeah I, I don't, I don't blame her for rolling her eyes at it.
0: Yeah. And I think she kind of sees that. Like, I don't, she feels really unflappable, you know, Right. which is, I think what you need someone in that position to be, because I feel like she's been Sheila, but she's also seen 50 Sheila's come through her doors, you know, and she knows like, she's able to pinpoint that that monologue is going in her head. And she's like, let it out because letting it out is the only way that we are going to, you are going to hear that people still love you, even though you have this thing in your head, you know? And I think her, insight into that is really, really helpful. And the fact that she doesn't shy away from Sheila, like she doesn't get scared off. She doesn't get angry. You know, I can understand why Greta and Danny do, but I think Mm -hmm. Sheila needs somebody that is not going to get angry when she tries everything she can to keep from getting better, you know? Well, I'm sure right. Sheila
1: thinks that, like, oh, well, she's, she's never had somebody as as, you know, as messed up oh, as yeah. I am. Right. You
0: always think that, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, of, of course she has, Sheila. Come on. Mm-hmm. She, does, right. she does this for a living.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, that's the addict thing, is everybody thinks they're the worst and nobody will ever. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm the worst drunk, or I'm the worst anorexic, or I'm the worst at everything. And no, you're usually not.
2: Yeah. And then, of course, we have this figure contrasted by Harriet, who just seems to have it out for Sheila. And Mm -hmm. in some ways, I was almost reminded of that antagonistic relationship that Sheila has had with Bunny, right? Where it's like, we're one and the same, and yet everything about you gets my back up. And I just really, like, I loved the line where Harriet says... It's face related in her. <laughs> yeah. And you could tell it's because she's actually seen her like, oh, she's mm-hmm. seen the tape and it just hasn't, you know, kind of like what you said with Alison Wright, uh, Jen, it's, I recognize the face, but I can't quite place it. Right. But I also got the impression that Harriet was just like, you know what, she like, you have resting bitch face and I don't like it. Yeah. Well,
1: she does. Mm-hmm. she does. She does. I mean, you it's, could tell. She's
2: super judgy, right? Yeah. But it's yeah. mostly about herself. Like, mm-hmm. it just comes across as judgy of other people.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I feel like with Harriet, there's a lot of like same, recognize the same too, you know? Mm -hmm. Like sometimes you see your bullshit in other people, even if it's slightly different, and you don't want to be reminded of that all the time, you know? So
1: I I think for me, you know, when I have lashed out at people, uh in the past it's sort of a what do you have to complain about with your life Uh you know like Uh, you're 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 thin you're beautiful she definitely comes off as somebody that is wealthier than she actually is Mm -hmm. because she she's so well put together and and you know she always looks good and she kind of just has the impression of being the sort of rich spoiled housewife even though mm-hmm. she's not really mm-hmm. you know no. D- Danny's uh, Danny's unemployed she's you know she's basically the breadwinner yeah mm-hmm. so you know it's mostly the impression that she gives but i get harriet being like well who do you think you are you know with your you know your perfect body and and You know your kind of snotty attitude you know trying to bullshit everybody into thinking that you know you're really you're learning a lot and and opening up when you're not i get it i i get it yeah
0: i do too Mm -hmm. when you're hurting and you see other people complaining about things that you would love to have it's hard to deal with that you know Yeah.
2: yeah well and then the reveal right that uh one of these other women has been using sheila's tape and they all discover that she's peddling these lies I thought of you, Gina, because all of the lines that we hear in this episode, I was like, I literally just edited Gina saying those lines last week. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, I, I I tend to project my own shit on other people, and, and and it's a you know it's a it's a habit I I I try to break. So I yeah. I, I mean I, I'm aware that that if I get into an argument with somebody, I don't play fair, and it's you know it's it's something that I've been trying really hard to fix in myself, and it's it's difficult. Yeah.
0: It is. Yeah. And I do the same thing. I feel like I project all of my shit onto Sheila, which is why I am so forgiving of everything she does, you know, because I think I, I see where she's coming from. And I feel like you are, you're usually on the side of the other people too. So I feel like it's a good balance when we talk. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you remind me of the the people that Sheila is genuinely hurting. Because, yeah, it's coming from a good place. and we are, Or not a good place, but it's coming from an understandable place. But mm-hmm. it still hurts, you know? And it's still not okay. And I think we see that with Danny, too, which I loved not to transition into no, that. No,
2: transition but, away, yeah.
0: Man, I fucking loved that, those scenes with Danny. Like, he is right Ooh. to be angry. Oh, you didn't like him?
2: No, I just... I was so on both of their sides, mm-hmm. because it really feels like for the first time, Sheila is being honest with him. Yeah. But he has heard this. And it's her inner voice that she's usually using on uh-huh. him. So she is bold lying to him most of the time, but here she's actually being genuine. But he mm-hmm. can't accept it. Because, you know, like you said last week, Gina, how many times is he gonna forgive her? And it honestly feels like we have passed that point. Like yeah. he is so mad at her here. Oh,
0: he doesn't even want to look at her.
1: Yeah. No, he Which doesn't. I get.
0: And I loved both of the scenes with him because you can feel, especially in the scene with Maya, that mm. he is really like begrudgingly saying, you have to do this work. I have to be supportive. I have to just swallow all my anger for right mm-hmm. now because that's what you need. And that's not fair to him. And it is infuriating. And I look at, you know, not to get too personal, but I look at all the shit that Corey has had to put up with from me. And it's not fair to him, but it's also not fair to me. And it's like right. they're just in this really hard spot. And, yeah. you know, I don't know if they're going to make it through. You
1: know? <gasps> I do like the line where they're where they're in with the counselor and Danny says that well she had an affair with a uh, a Mormon businessman <laughs> who might be the devil.
2: <laughs> I, love, I love that. Line.
1: I mean, he might be. He might be. I mean, he is a weirdo. Uh, if you he is you, you know if you if it was revealed that he's actually the devil. I mean, I know they don't. <laughs>
2: That's just like, three gosh. kind of Twists, themes yeah. in
1: this but but you know i mean i would think that you know i mean if my if my partner had an affair with someone that i regarded as you know my nemesis i would be mm-hmm. like that person might be the devil yeah. yeah yeah
0: and i felt his frustration in that therapy session too because he's just not ready to not be mad at her i think he's just not ready to try to understand where she's coming from and i can understand that you know
1: yeah. yeah, and, and part a part a part of their their couples therapy is he has to be willing to admit his own faults and I don't think uh-huh. Danny I don't mm-hmm. think Danny mm-hmm. feels like he's responsible in any way for this. And any you know in in a way he's not but in a way he is too. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, nobody got here on their own, you know.
2: Yeah, I found both of their interactions just so relatable like mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean not to get too personal. I just <laughs> I felt so much of myself in some of his reactions where he's like I really want to blame you but I can't because I know that you're trying to do right by yourself but also you have hurt me so much I can't do anything but resent you and even resent the fact that I can't be mad because you're in fucking therapy right now like totally when he says oh he's got this job interview for the ACLU and then he does the most Danny-esque thing ever like it's really important work it's not like (laughs) little shit and you're just uh-huh. like fuck off danny but then he <laughs> yeah. says i'll let you know how it goes if you care uh-huh. and i was like oh god i have done that oh just yeah mean-spirited twist of the knife at the end that, that, like that
1: that passive-aggressive mm. shit i i I'm, yes. I'm, a, I'm a fan of that too oh, yeah boy
2: and it, when you see it on screen you're like well that's not helpful
0: right and it's not but it's real. You it's know? real. It's so
2: I, real. And, and,
1: do, and does she actually care? I, I don't know.
2: I don't
1: know.
0: I <laughs> know. I mean, I feel like she feels like she should, and I feel like part of her does. And I guess I, I do think that she loves him, you know?
1: But, God,
2: we have had this debate so many times I this season, know. I realize, like, we just don't know.
1: Yeah. I think it's the classic, she loves him but is not in love with him anymore.
2: Yeah. 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 Or like they realize they love each other, but they shouldn't be together because it's really fucking bad for both of them.
1: Yeah. And honestly, she shouldn't be with anybody. She should not be with anybody right now. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I I was half convinced that she was like, I'm going to stay at this fucking hippie orange retreat and just become the new Luann yeah, yeah I could just as easily see it.
0: <laughs> I could too. yeah, maybe that's season four <laughs>
2: <laughs> i I feel like Sheila could be also be a good cult leader, so
0: oh yeah, uh-huh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel that like that moment where he's like, if you even care when he's telling her about that job, there's like this feeling of sadness too, where I think he realizes that it's over, you know,
2: and mm. I think he
0: is really sad about that, like underneath all of this anger. Because, th- like, that should be something he's really excited about, you know, and that sounds like a good job for him, you know, and it's just that this thing is so big that it is just swallowing everything else in their lives, you
1: know. I mean, and it's also possible that he's preparing to have to be a single father and, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, the first thing he has to do is get some sort of income.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: I got the impression he's definitely checking out because Mm -hmm. it's the show doing that thing where it infers things and then makes you read between the lines and we could be misreading it. I could be misreading it. But he says, I've got a long drive ahead of me. So I took it to mean that the job is not in San Diego. Like I didn't see that as him having to get back to San Diego for this job. I'm like, oh, he's uprooting them. Like, And I don't think Sheila is invited to this party.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what I see too. And, you know, maybe that's for the best right now. I mean, they can live in separate places and not necessarily get divorced. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe she just needs a year to figure out her shit and not have to worry about how it affects someone so closely to her until she can get her feet under her, which is part of the reason people go to recovery centers for residential treatment anyways, is because mm-hmm. it takes you completely out of your environment. And right. But I feel, I don't know if that's going to be what Danny has in mind. Like, I feel like he's still a little too mad. But, yeah. I don't know. I just really want everything to work out.
2: So someone who doesn't seem as mad is Greta. Oh. I messaged the two of you. I I was gonna stay strong. I was gonna try to be like super masculine and be like the show doesn't affect me in any emotional component. And then Greta showed up in that door and the tears just started like silently pouring down my cheeks. I had no idea I was gonna be so affected.
0: Oh my god. I was already crying, but yeah, it it sent another wave.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was that was a very, very sweet moment and and it you know, shows Sheila that some people can forgive her, that yeah. you know that Danny is not there. He may never be there, but you know which is it's fine. You know I, I can't <laughs> yeah. I can't blame him if if it takes yeah. him a very long time, if ever, to forgive her. But mm-hmm. somebody is capable of forgiving her, and and that might be enough. And then yeah. I mean a part a part that really moved me was when Greta shows up with all the letters that people <laughs> have written right. to Sheila.
0: Yes. Even though, like, I, I feel like people keep saying, yes, she is lying. She is like peddling a lie. But I mean, for some people, she she has helped them, you know, mm-hmm. and they don't always see that. So, and I think she's doing the work she needs to do. But yeah, that was really, really sweet to see. That's like that Miracle on 34th Street moment, you know, mm-hmm. you're like, oh.
2: I do yeah. have a place in this world. I do matter. I do have an effect on people. I yeah. mean, I'm I'm not surprised that her work has resonated with some folks because if you didn't know who Sheila was, if you didn't know about her baggage, her lying, mm-hmm. her eating disorder, and you just put that tape in, the abrasiveness that Sheila has a tendency to exhibit in her relationships with women wouldn't come through the screen. So you would just see that manufactured sort of perfect life and then you would do the tape and it would maybe make you feel better because it's exercise and so on so I can understand that it works and that people would respond to it
0: yeah and it's kind of hard for me to kind of view this tape in the lens of I think 1982 Mm -hmm. where there is no social media there like she is not a personality that you can interact with on a daily basis, or you're constantly aware of what they're doing. Like right. she exists for these women that wrote these letters just on this tape. Just on the And tape. that's it. Yep. And she is very motivating when she's in that world. Like she's mm-hmm. really good at it. I think she could be a really good Luann.
1: It's the only, it's the only part of her life where she truly comes alive and that, <laughs> right. that, that shows through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, on, I mean, I hate to to resort to a cliche, but nobody's perfect, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. and and I think that you know, the, the best thing for her is if she could turn this recovery story and make it into something inspiring for people and mm-hmm. be- because if she could stick with it, I mean, I hate to put it this way, but she can capitalize on that because, Absolutely. you know, who who, who doesn't love a, a, you know, well, I used to be miserable and I didn't have healthy habits and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I got myself together and, you know, now I'm living a healthier life and I want to show you how to do that.
2: Right. Yeah well it's funny right because she she talked about like she doesn't have a game plan she didn't Mm -hmm. think about what she would do when she got out of her contract when she entered into business with greta Mm -hmm. like she doesn't really have a good hook apart from the fact that she likes exercise and she thinks other people should too but Mm -hmm. this is like a really good hook like i wasn't good to myself and then i discovered this and now i feel better like that's a sellable angle
0: It really is, and I feel like it's a piece of the puzzle of her life, too, and I think she's been looking at it as the entire thing, like, this is the hook, but Mm -hmm. presenting, it's like that moment with Luann at the end, like, that was probably very inspiring, but also disappointing to Sheila, because she sees that, like, it's okay to keep struggling like it is mm-hmm. a perpetual struggle and that is what people relate to and that's what yes. people like when you say yes i've had these issues i still have these issues but this is what i'm doing to try to get through them every day and you can do it too because i am
2: mm-hmm.
1: i brought up richard richard simmons before in regards to right. benny green benny. and i remember <laughs> that uh richard simmons's thing for a long time was he, he used to be very heavy and right. it co- it caused him problems with you know, with his parents and he was very open and very you know, empathetic with the people who would exercise with him. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, you have people like, I love her, but people like Jane Fonda who didn't look like she needed to do this. You know, she yeah. she always looked very put together. She never broke a sweat, never really talked about like her, her you know, her fitness journey or whatever you want to call it. But, you know, people... Find you know becoming stronger after adversity. You know that that works for a lot of people because it makes you seem more more human, more relatable. You know, I mean, not everybody is going to come away from aerobics looking like Jane Fonda, but Mm -hmm. they could at least, or even, or even Sheila. But right. they can come away feeling better about themselves for for pushing themselves a little bit, and and you know I think that that is something that yeah as you as you as you said she would she has found her niche
2: mm-hmm. yeah
0: and when I think about the things that I've heard her say during the routines it doesn't, unless I'm forgetting about some big stuff, it doesn't seem to be super, you will lose this weight. You will Mm -mm. look like me. It's very much like you can do it. You can make yourself feel better, you know? And so I think that it's her internal monologue that is carrying all of that weight shaming, you know? And so if she can really, like she's really got something on her hands here. I don't Mm. know how that's going to jive with the uh, flash forwards we've seen because that doesn't feel like this, Sheila, (laughs) but maybe that's just a nightmare or something. (laughs) But I love the moment. I think the moment that I felt like she was really ready to leave is when she's walking out with Greta. And she's like, I don't even know if I want to do it anymore. You know, I feel like she has really kind of gone back to square one. And now she's in a place where she can really think about what she is getting out of this and what she wants to put into it. And she doesn't feel like her entire world is going to fall apart if she doesn't go exercise, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm interested to see what it looks like. And I loved Greta's response, like, okay, we don't need to worry about it right now. Let's just worry in the moment, you know? (laughs) That that scene, is just so
1: perfect.
2: Greta had to catch herself, like, are we still in business? No, wait, it's fine. (laughs) Like, we'll figure it out later.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I, I love the, you know, the idea that, it's true that if you are you're making a big step in trying to fix your life, basically the worst thing you can do is well, what am I gonna do later? Mm-hmm. Or you know, or even what am I gonna do next? And that's why you know that's why one of the big tenets of recovery is one day right. at a time.
2: Don't make it insurmountable.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Don't think too far ahead, don't make a lot of huge plans, just you know, get you know get just through it today. Get up the next yeah. day right you know i mean get out of bed you know just try to take things as slowly as you can Mm -hmm.
2: with that said though i feel like this ending is cueing us it's not just that sheila is going to continue with this business but i i do feel like she's going to overstep and be like okay well now how do i capitalize on this look at all these letters look at all these women what is the next step like i'm I don't know. Yeah. It felt like a very triumphant ending, but I also thought, ooh, be careful, Sheila.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I really want Greta to read the same books that Danny was reading earlier. (laughs) I want her to like really know what she's getting into and really figure out how to be a support to Sheila because she is going to be tempted to go back to this like super drive and really Mm -hmm. like judging herself. That's just part of it. And it's going to be, like, that's the danger whenever you leave treatment is it's just so easy to fall back into those old patterns. And I think, uh-huh. you know, maybe she needs to stay with Greta for a little bit, you know? And-
2: well Okay, so, so let's then think about what's going to happen in this finale. We're back in the same situation we were in last season where we're talking about it well in advance. And we don't know if Apple's going to greenlight another season. So <laughs> we don't. may only have one episode <laughs> left of the show. I do have a feeling that Danny is not going to be around or they're going to be doing some kind of trial separation. And Mm -hmm. I do wonder if Sheila will be staying with Greta and Ernie. What do you two think is going to happen?
1: Oh! Do you think she would just let Danny continue to stay at the the house with Maya? Or
2: that they may kind of give up the house or that Sheila may not be fit to be there by herself.
0: Yeah, I can see that. And you know, that's why people like that's why a lot of alcoholics go to step down programs, you know, especially if there's not anybody there. And mm-hmm. she is looking at these empty walls, right. and she's, you know, then your demons start to creep in. I think if if I were to say what I want to happen, I think I want Danny to get this job in wherever it is. I'm, I think San Francisco is where it seems to me mm. <laughs> um, and take Maya there and. Maybe they can do a trial separation, like you said. And then I want Sheila to stay with with Greta for a little bit. And then and then maybe they can just see where they are and see how they're feeling now that they've had some distance and they've been able to calm down a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Although Danny is going to have to have a scene where he blows up at her and he oh, needs yeah. that. <laughs> and it's and he deserves it, you know, it just can't do it now. but
2: Gina, what do you think?
1: Do you guys think that we're pretty much just done with the John Bream storyline? Or do you think she's gonna tell him off for, you know, the, the bring his wife to quote unquote, forgive oh, her?
2: I feel like if we get a season three, we will see John Bream again, they might try to weave him back in in some capacity, but I could see a finale where he doesn't show up at all.
1: Yeah, I'd be okay with never seeing him again. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, fe- I feel like if you, you know, kind of ambush your lover with your wife, uh, you know, that's, again, you can't come back from that, <laughs> right. You know? There's just so many things in this season where you think, okay, you're not coming back from this. This is, you know, this is done. You you can't do this anymore. Although
0: I will say, how many times have we said that about characters on this show? Right. You know? I feel like this. Well, oh yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. And like, I want to say too, if he if we never see John Bream again, I just want to give a huge shout out to Paul Sparks, who is the actor playing him. Oh, so good! Because what a fantastic performance to like. To, I've had every emotion about John Bream I think possible. <laughs> <It's> so true, <laughs> and it's just amazing me his performance. I love it.
1: Yeah, it's inter- it's interesting that he started out as a creep <laughs> and then you realize that he does have, you know, a heart and emotions and feelings. Mm-hmm. And then he ends his run of being <laughs> a creepy guy. I know. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: The range, the range.
1: Right. It's like he decided, okay, the only way I can save my my marriage and you know, take care of this baby is to just be the same kind of very chilly, creepy guy. Yeah.
0: And it's funny, I think on a lesser shows, there there would be part of Sheila that still kind of carries a torch for him. Mm -hmm. And like, it's like, oh, I remember when it was so good, you know, and like just thinking fondly about this. And I love how she seems completely sure that she hates this person. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't feel like if he had an arc in season three, it would be on another show. It would be convincing her that he was bad for her. And I think she already knows if he does come back, it's going to be a test for her. And that could be a really empowering moment for Sheila to say, Hey, remember when you ambushed me, that Mm. was fucked up. Like to say that to her, his face, I think would be good.
2: I will say there's, there's still so many situations like this is me pleading with Apple TV to Mm -hmm. do right by us and give us another season of this show. (laughs) There is so much (laughs) that has still been left unsaid, right? Mm -hmm. Like Bunny and Sheila have still not had their shit worked out like they have not gone at each other we still don't know bunny's backstory did they end up going to mexico will sheila ever get to yell at john bream will he come back to her everything about greta and ernie and how like their lives have progressed like there's too many things that i need some kind of resolution on
0: I know. I feel like this is an hour long show cramming into thirty minutes. And I think part of me is glad that it's not an hour because mm-hmm. I think it might overstay its welcome, especially yeah. with how many unlikable characters it has. But I feel like it has the plotting of an hour long show, you know.
1: Mm. And we just don't see everything.
0: Which is what keeps us wanting to come back. So, you know.
1: Yeah, I just keep I just keep thinking of that back to that season one uh scene where it's clear that Bunny comes from an immigrant family. And they just did nothing with that. They completely dropped the ball with that. Like you had, you had one scene with her sister. I think they're speaking, I think they're Lebanese. Mm -hmm. And, and like the sister is kind of, you know, imploring her to come home. And you, you get the impression that she just really changed her look to become very American looking. Mm-hmm. Like she's the actress, uh, Dela Saba, is actually dark haired mm-hmm. in right. real life. And and she's and she's British. Apparently. Really? <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, another 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 British actor doing a flawless American yeah, accent. Yeah. So but, you know, Bunny has made herself look very American. Mm-hmm. But it's like they just have done nothing with yeah. that.
0: Watch the next episode will be a bunny episode in her oh home country. <laughs> and it'll just be another bottle. Like, I wouldn't put it past this show. They like to fuck with what I think is going to happen.
2: If it wasn't the finale, maybe. <laughs> yeah, Totally, yeah. Okay, so do we think there will be another time jump?
1: I think there will be if, if she and Danny like officially end their relationship. Mm-hmm. I think that, uh, you know, maybe a year or so. And it, it depends on if they're going to try to work things out or if it's, you know, over, right. over.
0: And yeah. I'd be okay with either of those things. I think in my mind, the next scene, the the opening scene of this next episode is either her picking up right where we were with the letters and reading them or okay. her like standing in the driveway with Danny saying goodbye, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. I I think he's going to get the job. I think think that they're going to come to a crossroads where, okay, you know, you can move with me to, to wherever this job is. I think Jen, you, 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 you speculated to San Francisco. (laughs)
0: No idea why I pulled that out.
1: You know, you know, you can move with me and, and Maya, and we could try to work things out, or you know, she and I will go, and you just go and live your life and do your aerobics thing, and we'll sell the house. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that she's going to choose to stay in San Diego.
2: Yeah. And, yeah. You
1: know, I mean, and and I feel like Danny is going to say, you know, if you come with me, we can work things out. If you stay, we cannot
2: so mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think ooh, that ultimatum. she's
1: you're right yeah. i think which again i can't blame him for for yeah. it's it's hard to i don't know either of you have tried to work out a relationship at a long distance level it's difficult no, God, and this no. is oh, God, and this yep. is pre this is pre-internet where you know you have wow. to like ha- hash all this stuff out over the phone mm-hmm. or someone has to travel and and it's it's difficult Yep. You you really <laughs> have to be both all in and trying to save the relationship. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that either of them are at this point. I don't
2: think so. I think they are going to ultimately look at this as new beginnings, new opportunities.
0: Yeah. And I feel like if Greta weren't there, I think Sheila would be looking at Danny more for support. But I feel like the fact that Greta is there is going to give her the chance to really decide what she wants to do with Danny. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And yeah, long-distance
0: relationships suck.
2: Oh, hard pass. Hard yeah,
1: pass. I'm 0 for 2 on them. <laughs> even if they're happy, they're still, you know, exactly. they're, they're, there's still a lot of, you know, heartache that goes into it. Oh, yeah. And
0: well, they've got a child, too, so. Mm. I mean, regardless, they're still going to be in each other's lives, because they do still have Maya.
1: Yeah, that's true. I I think that if they, even if they split up, I mean, she's going to have to travel to see Maya at some point. Because I think if she kind of ditches Maya, she's really going to lose the audience kind of, kind oh, of rooting for her that, you know, okay, not only has she, you know, thrown aside her husband, she thrown aside her kid. And I, right. I, I get the impression she does not actually like being a mother very much because I think she's so you know frightened of becoming like her own mother that she yeah. kind of resents being a mother because you know this is hard not repeating these patterns uh-huh. and you know maybe if she had had a son it'd be a little different but she but she doesn't she has a daughter if she has yeah. an only child which i I believe Sheila was the only child in her for her I with her so. parents so. so it's it's very easily a setup for repeating the same patterns and Maya would be better off with Danny. But yeah. I, I think Ooh. that if if you know, well, I think he's a, I think he's a good father, you know, I think so too. Yeah. I think he's come a long way. Yeah, I think he he's trying at least, which you know, you can't say that for a lot of people, but I, I think that Sheila has to be somewhat still in Maya's life or else she's going to lose the audience entirely. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, it does seem like the show has been making efforts to convey that Sheila is trying with Maya
0: Right yeah like her moment where she's like she just looked bigger she looked different like you could see her kind of mentally working through what she would lose if she lost this relationship you know Mm
1: -hmm. and i do i do really i was very touched by the scene where they were they were asking her in her group therapy you know what was a good thing to happen to you and she's Mm -hmm. like well i saw my daughter and i thought i i was I, I was i got a little emotional at that part yeah
2: yeah hmm Okay, so a potential separation, some new opportunities for both Sheila and Danny, and no, no idea about John Bream or Bunny and Tyler. Yep. That's where we're at.
1: Yep. Like like Jen said, if if we never see John Bream again, I'm okay with that. Uh, I would would like to see more of Bunny. I just, you know, like I said, I think there's a lot that they could do with her character. They just simply have not done yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, and we know how well I feel about seeing more of Bunny and Tyler, but I did just go to <laughs> Lou Tyler Poochie's IMDb page to look at like what else he's in, because I am a little worried that they might be done with him. So, I'm going to have to find another show to
1: watch him on. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, don't, I, I implore you, do not watch the remake of Evil Dead because oh i he, love he, that movie <laughs> but he gets so jacked up in it like like he really like, does he gets Ugh. injured so many times that it starts becoming funny after while. <laughs> <laughs> he's like the black knight yeah. in, in uh in monty python the holy grail by like the end of the movie just so much shit has happened to him oh gosh
0: that that is where i fell in love with him though just that look that glasses long hair beard look
2: Sorry. I know. We're back to Tyler talking about Tyler's looks and we're gonna wrap it up.
0: <laughs> I know.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah. So if folks want to talk about the future of physical and only the future of physical, <laughs> Jen, how would they get a hold of you?
0: Hey, you can uh, (laughs) like hey guys. You can find me at Jim Ferratu on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to organize a letter writing campaign to Apple so we get a new season, please hit me up there. And you can also find me co-hosting the Losers Club podcast, which is a Stephen King podcast and psychoanalysis which is a horror therapy podcast, or we talk about horror and mental health. And we talk about a lot of the stuff that we talked about in this episode. So mm-hmm. if you like episodes like this, check out that podcast because we talk a lot about recovery and addiction and you know mental health. So,
2: There we go. Okay. And Gina? Uh,
1: you can find me on Twitter under Gina Does Things. Uh, also, I co-host the Kill by Kill podcast in which we talk about horror movies focusing on the characters. We also have a side project, Dish by Dish, in which we are re-watching Hannibal. And we are currently in the middle of the third season uh, just before we are introduced to uh, Richard Armitage playing an incredibly handsome version of Francis Dollarhyde from uh, from Manhunter and Red mm. Dragon. It's, it's hilarious how handsome he is playing a character who is several times in the book as wildly unattractive <laughs> <laughs>
2: and if folks are looking for a little bit more from me a new horror queers episode comes out every wednesday and i can be reached at b stole my remote and uh thank you as always to the anatomy of a screen pod squad network be sure to check out some of the other shows and until the finale Put the orange in your mouth, but do not bite bite it. it.
1: (laughs) Just put the segment in your mouth.
0: No matter how hard you want to bite it.
2: Everybody try that this week and tell us how it feels.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Bonus points if you videotape yourself.
2: Oh my God. Yeah. Send it in. Tag us. Right. (laughs) Okay. Goodbye. (laughs)
0: the scream pod squad